Welcome to the PopGo Project Podcast, a platform for the discussion and discovery of arts and entertainment. We focus on highlighting people and events that add value to the world around us. Visit us on all social media platforms by searching The PopGo Project or visit our website at thepopgoproject.com. Welcome to the show and thank you so much for listening. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Keller's Garden Center and Landscaping Services. Are you still cutting your own grass? Are you still trying to get your landscaping to look perfect on your own? That sounds sweaty. That sounds like a lot of work. That sounds like a job for Keller's Garden Center and Landscaping Services. Family-owned and operated Keller's Garden Center and Landscaping Services, located on Kern Street in Exeter near Blue Ribbon Dairy, has the quality and experience to get your yard looking its best. The Garden Center offers plants, trees, sod, mulch, rocks, flowers, topsoil, grass seed, straw bales, and much more while the Lawn and Landscaping Services offers mowing, trimming, planting, and full landscaping. And also new at Keller's Garden Center is the Zen Chaser Bonsai Studio, offering bonsai trees, supplies, and classes. Visit them on their social media page for more info. Keller's Garden Center and Landscaping Services. Get your free estimate today. This episode is also brought to you by Paulson Tours. For almost 30 years, this family-owned and operated business has been sending people to sports games, racing events, concerts, vacations, and more. I myself have been using Paulson Tours for trips to Red Sox games, wine festivals, and an annual guy's trip to Boston for St. Patty's Day for almost 15 years. Check out the current trips being offered over at paulsontours.com. Life's a trip. Go with Paulson Tours. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. Is that your real name? Gracie Jane Sinclair? It is actually not even changed. Like that is what's on my birth certificate. I'm that lucky. is so wild. That's wild. I, I was know. like, I was afraid to ask the question because I was like, <laughs> what if it's a stage name and I blow her cover? Right. Yeah. I'm like, this I read the name. I'm like, ah. Oh, no, and actually when I was younger. People were like, never change that. Like that's going to be like movie star or some kind of entertainment quality. And here I am today. So. And here we are. Yeah. Predicted my own future, right? Your parents, they, they knew that you were destined for greatness. Yeah, they must have. <laughs> well, thanks for joining me tonight. Um, it is September 11th. Yes. Uh, we're recording this. I hope to release this in a couple of days. Um, and it's funny, like, so a little background. Um, I spent time in local media for a long time. Um, the Weekender, when it was in its heyday. I was in radio. I had a local radio show where I featured local musicians um, and played their music. So uh, that, that show got canceled because the station uh, changed formats. Gotcha. So I decided to um, do this, this podcast, where I interview uh, local musicians and entertainers and, and, and things like that, uh, because I was I wanted to, to stay connected, right? Yeah. And so when I saw your name pop up over the last two weeks, um, I'm like, how how has she not been on my radar? <laughs> and I feel like you had a really big year, but and we'll, and we'll get to all that. But like, so I saw your name uh, as part of the Steamtown Music Awards. So those are going to be held on Thursday, the 14th. Yep. And then the uh, Electric City Music Conference is the 15th and 16th in Scranton. But the Steamtown Awards. Um, 
uh, selfishly, I'm going to say this. Uh, I, I'm also nominated for two awards. So, I, but I, I like to try and see, you know, other other categories and see who's nominated and see who's, you know, the best best singer, best artist, best new song, yada yeah. yada yada. And I mean, the the ballots were were, were like I want to say stuffed because that's the wrong uh, word, <laughs> but <laughs> you your name is attached to several categories. It is. It is. Um, and you know, I, I just I when that came out, like I, I thought maybe I'd be nominated for one or two, which I felt was even stretching it just because I don't know, I guess as a local musician, I I forget how many people are watching right. and um, seeing those come out like and counting the categories like I cried. I was like, there is there's no way that I was nominated for so many wonderful categories like I, I would be lucky enough to be nominated for one, but I, I don't, I, I don't even, I can't even count how many categories. I don't even remember what it was. Well, let's, let's, let's count. Let's go through them. Let's do it. <laughs> this is, this is like, this is wild, right? So uh, best it new is. artist, that's uh, best solo slash acoustic artist, best female vocalist, best guitarist, best live performer, artist of the year, best folk American artist. And then, uh, and then, uh, also, I think the last, no, there's two more. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> song of the year. Yes. And then finally, um, and then this is, this is new to me too. Um, you're part of a group called boots and bangs. Yes. And our country band was, uh, for, up for a uh, best country act of the year. Yeah. So, I mean, let's, let's talk about how we got here because again, Shame on me, a guy who should be kind of not shame uh, on you. In, I should be in tune with what's going on, right? So there's so much media. How can you be expected I, to find everybody? I know, but like the, the talent you have is is incredible. Um, Thank you. So before we we get into you know all these these nominations and and kind of the year that you've had, talk to me about who Gracie Jane Sinclair is. Uh, where are you from? Um, kind of maybe your upbringing uh, are you from here your whole life and um, all that kind of fun stuff like let's get to know you I have been here my whole life I grew up in mountaintop Pennsylvania still here and um, I don't know I grew up in a very musical family and I grew up in a very um, I don't know I guess the best word is down home like very humble, very genuine family of people that just really cared and loved other people and really loved music and just being together. Um, so I really, I don't know. So I grew up with a lot of very genuine feelings that I didn't really know where to put anywhere just because it's it's such a big world out there and being from such a small little area with my small close knit family, it's hard to tackle the world as a girl with so many feelings and so many ideas and so much creativity and growing up on the music I grew up on like I listened to everything from the 40s to modern like so and also every genre like classic rock country folk uh Americana like everything pop like it it doesn't even discriminate and um as I got older I you know you're in high school you think you have to go to college you think you have to pay attention to um all of the different subjects. And I just wasn't fitting into any of them except for English. And I kind of was thinking to myself, what am I going to do? I mean, I did theater on the side and I always sang, but I never thought anything of it. I, 
it, like I said, it's such a big world and there are so many constructs that I think people think they need to follow, especially to be successful in this world. Um, but as I got older, I think I got into my junior year and I kind of accepted the idea that I didn't really want to go to college, especially for all of the money that it's worth. And, um, I was like, well, maybe I can make a career out of acting or singing. And I went to an acting high school, actually. So I went to my regular high school, which was Crestwood High School. And then halfway through the day, I would be bused to Kappa, which is um, creative performance, which absolutely shaped to them today. They are such a wonderful group for upcoming students. Um, and I went there for four years, graduated from there as well, which I think kind of gave me my background and a lot of my personality, which I'm really grateful for. And then I kind of got into playing the guitar and singing. And I realized that maybe that's kind of what I wanted to do. So I stopped into a bar and somebody had given me the name of a local bar in Mountaintop. And he asked if I wanted to play a set and I'd never played a set before. And I was like, yeah, sure. And I went home and I learned two hours worth of music. I knew a lot already, but just enough that was perfected. And I went up and I had my first gig and I literally never stopped. And that was maybe two and a half years ago. So I really haven't been doing it that long because I only graduated high school, not last year, but the year before. And I started um, the middle to end of my junior year. So it's been a wild, fast, very fast, um, crazy ride that I am very, very grateful for <laughs> to be where I am today and for this to be my full-time job. You know, it's crazy. Yeah. So uh, for point of reference, you are 19. I am. Yes. So that puts you, uh, what you said, like 17. Yeah. 17. Maybe even 16. I'm trying to think. No, yeah, I guess it was 17, which is just crazy to me. So, I, I mean, I can't imagine being a bar owner and seeing a 17-year-old girl <laughs> walk into a bar and say, I, I want to play. And you know what? It's funny. A lot of people thought that, but Mountaintop for certain bars are very close-knit with the people in the area and everybody knows everybody. And I'm lucky enough to have already had my name out there in the Mountaintop world. So it started off in a very confined, concentrated area where everybody knew everybody. And we knew the owner. Um, I knew him through some other personal friends. And I think he had heard my name a couple times and knew that I might be a good draw for that bar. And I think he also wanted to give me a chance. And you know what? I am very grateful for him because I would not be playing. I mean, I popped in to two gigs that other people were playing. One was with Whiskey and Woods. And I absolutely credit them for my performance start. They called me up for a gig and I ended up playing the entire night with them. They are such wonderful guys. And that was kind of the start of maybe thinking I wanted to do something with that. And then earlier, um, maybe a year prior, I went on vacation and I saw a band and um, they asked if anybody wanted to come up and sing a song with them. And I, I actually sang I Can't Make You Love Me by Bonnie Raitt and that was the first song I ever performed in front of people in a setting like that. And, um, in a setting like that anyway. And right. so I still perform that song to this day because it means so much to me that and, um, landslide was the first song I performed with whiskey and woods. So that song also holds very, very important to me. And I almost always perform both of those at a gig. So that makes sense. I, I can yeah. definitely, yeah, that makes complete sense. Yeah. You know? Uh, 
what did your parents think about the fact that, you know, you mentioned, and I agree with you, college isn't for everyone. Um, and maybe, and hopefully, you know, this generation is kind of, you know, my parents, I'm 40. I, I, I feel even weird talking to you right now. I feel like I could, you know, it's just <laughs> the age difference is so, so huge. Right. Uh, you know, we're, we're, you know, much different, um, points of our lives. Right. Yeah. Um, so I, but I was raised, you know, go do well in high school, get good grades, go to college, get good grades, get the job, get the house, get the white picket fence, yada, yada, yada. Right. And, and my generation, if you didn't go to college, you were kind of viewed as like a loser to a degree. Right. Um, and it's, it's, it's a shame because, and I, I mean, our parents wanted the best for us. So what I'm not knocking our parents, like. Yeah. I, love, I love my my mother and my late father. Um, they they wanted the best for me, right? I'm not talking shit or not talking negatively on that Absolutely. thought process, right? But I mean, you see what happens, like you know, the trades right now. I mean, they're mm-hmm. lacking help. They're lacking people to you know be plumbers, be electricians, be all yeah. those things that are great paying jobs. They're like you know, we need people to do these things. Yes. Um, so so. What I what I'm asking is when you when you're like, I'm not gonna go to college, like were your parents like, okay, that's cool. Let's we're gonna support you no matter what. Well, at first I think it was kind of a shock, like you said, like it especially even from like like you said, when you were a kid up till now, like college is just kind of viewed as the standard. Like if you don't go to college, you're probably not gonna make anything of yourself in this this day and age. And I think that's total bullshit. I mean, looking at what I'm doing now, I like I, I just don't I don't think high schools or even the information on the internet today gives us a good enough idea of what is actually out there for young kids coming up. You think you have to decide exactly what you want to do the rest of your life at 18 years old, which is nuts. Nuts. ridiculous. And you know what? I'm lucky because Ever since I was young, everybody knew I was going to perform in some way, shape, or form, even before I knew. And like, as I got up closer to graduating when I was 17, like, I already knew that I was going to do some kind of art. So I was like, maybe I'll go to school for acting. I think that might be a good shot for me. And my parents, they were like, whatever. I was looking into it, already looking to applying for scholarships. And I got into it, and I did apply for a lot of scholarships until something about it. Like I didn't lose interest, but I just got to the point where I was so exhausted with the craft that I was like, I don't know if I can do this for the rest of my life. And I think that's because I already had started performing out at gigs. And I didn't even realize at the time that that was going to be what I was doing. And as I just continued doing it more, it became less of a side gig and it became more of I have to do this every weekend because it's who I am Mm -hmm. and I've been a songwriter as well since I was in sixth grade actually like you'll find little scraps of paper in my mother's drawers from when I was five writing really strange song lyrics because I was just creative that way and they never make sense but you know And uh, I was always creative in that way and putting my energy towards that. So that was also an outlet to show people my original music and be able to connect with people that way. But to me, connecting through music is a lot different than 
connecting in any other way in this world so much more intimate, which Mm -hmm. I almost enjoy more being so genuine and growing up in a genuine space. So humble, like I I enjoy that genuine connection. So when I didn't want to go to college, my parents were like, well, what are you going to do? Like you have to have a plan. And I was like, well, I don't know the career that I want to go into kind of is unplanned. Like that's the whole thing about the career. It's an unplanned situation and I have to be okay with that. And I just have to understand that if I really want it bad enough, I'm going to go after it. I think people that don't have enough passion don't do well in a career like this. But I think people that do have the passion and the genuine love for it will absolutely go far. So I always tried to convince myself that. And as my mother saw me in the end of my junior year, beginning of my senior year, like getting gigs for myself and starting to play like three times a week, I quit my day job. I used to work at like, I mean, I've been working since I was 14, probably in just like fast food or retail. And I was able to quit my job. And I started really doing that on the weekends. And I think her watching me pave a path for myself made her say, okay, I, I think that you can do this. And I think I'm okay with you not going to college, but you have to be able to support yourself. And I said, I will. Mm-hmm. And it was th- then after that, able to help me. I mean, she's a financial coach as well as a massage therapist. So she, I'm lucky to have that financial side of things. I don't know if I would be able to do that if I didn't have the financial knowledge I have as well. Um, but I got really lucky with the support I have. And it's not just like my mother and my father. I am very close with my whole family, my grandparents, my aunts, my uncles, my cousins, and everybody goes out of their way to support me. Like actually, like so many of my family members were like, oh, we have to get tickets for the Steam Town Music Awards. It's like, we're not all going to fit in there. There's too many of us. Pack the house. Let's, let's do it. Yeah. Maybe we should. I don't know. There's a tent outside. Vinny and Frank, they do it up. There's a huge tent outside for any overflow. Uh, You know, bring them all. And on the bar. And you know what? I think that's okay. But I I just have so much support. And like I said, we grew up a really musical family. So them seeing me finally choose to pursue something like that, they, I mean, of course they were worried, but they wanted to be supportive. They wanted nothing more to like let go of the, well, what about this? And just to be like, yes, we love music. We're so happy that someone in our family is able to do this. So when I got like some of the really big gigs I had this year, like I just remember like telling my family and watching them get so emotional and like be so proud because they've always wanted nothing more. They've always wanted nothing but the best for me. So sure. some of the, up, the, the past gigs that I've had, they're like mind blown. And it's just so wonderful for all of us to just sit and enjoy it and like really like revel in it. Let's talk about those. Cause I, like I said earlier, you've had a, a pretty big year. Um, love area. Talk, it's been a long yeah. Talk about those. I, I was creeping on your, your social media a little bit, but um, you can obviously tell the stories far better than me. And that's, that's what I want to hear. So talk about the year that has been 2023 for Gracie Jane Sinclair. And I'm, I want to really quickly, uh, I'm sorry for going back, but oh, not at all. Yeah. You, you said that, you know, the, the path you were going to take was kind of uh, it, it, like flexible. Like you didn't really know, but like, it sounds like you really had, like you had a plan. Like it, you were very, uh, you, you, you knew what you had to do. You kind of was like, 
you weren't like, oh, well, it, it'll just come as it comes. Like, no big deal. Like, you went out and kind of made a lot of this happen. So that that's... Oh, absolutely. That's amazing. That's, that's, that's awesome. And, you know, I think a lot of people do believe that if something's right for them, it'll just come to them. And I think that's 50%. And I must say, I... I'm actually a big manifester. I like, I try to work with energy. I think I have my whole life. So that's a big part for me as well. Like really setting intentions and like using my energy, but in those intentions, I also work so hard. Mm -hmm. I work so hard. Sometimes I come home at the end of the day and I have ice on three of my limbs and then the rest of my body is in a hot bath because I'm in so much pain, but that's because I work so many nights a week, or I do my best to like, sometimes I'm working five nights a week, sometimes three, sometimes I'm working seven days a week. A lot of the times it's seven days because of advertisement, booking, talking to people, um, ad, like going out of my way to make contacts with people. And, um, and then also the actual practicing and the, sure. um, the actually going to the gigs and setting up and tearing down. Like, I, I don't have anyone for that. Like it's me. I, I never had any kind of management. And it, it, it's hard. It really is a difficult path. Like, I think people think I'm just a singer. And that is such a common misconception. I work incredibly hard. And I know so many people in the industry that also work very, very hard that don't get enough credit that they deserve. I, I know so many people that are working so hard that they barely get to see their friends anymore. So sometimes you just get really close with the people that you do play with or come to see your gigs because those are the ones you're seeing the most and that's okay as well. But yeah, I, I've been working really hard. Like every place that I play, I reached out to or somebody that I have worked with many times or worked hard for a contact has given to me or re recommended me to. So it's not just, it's not just a, it's going to come to me. It's, it's right. going to come, to me, but through the work that I've put in. So, exactly. Yeah. That's a, it's amazing. And you know, it's it's an, it's a shame that there's so much pressure put on kids who are 18 graduating high school and and like you said before forced to kind of figure out the rest of their life at that point That's i mean sad. youth is there's a there's a quote and i'm probably going to screw it up but like youth is wasted on the young is that mm -hmm. is that is that the quote um, it sounds familiar so i'm thinking maybe <laughs> <laughs> no i mean like now is the time to fuck up like, yeah because you have and like you have the support system like god forbid like Let's just say, hey, you know, you, you gave it your all for four years and it's just not working out. Like exactly. once you're at 23 years old, you're still have so many so yes. it, it just like, but now is the time to take those risks because you have support exactly. systems. You have people in your corner that are gonna pick you up if, yes. if you need to be. Like, and that's I don't I don't think I mean it just it goes back to before what I said, like, you know, parents just want the best for their kids right i mean i have two children i am five and one years old i don't know how i'm uh, going to be when when they're you know uh, you know in high school and things like that i, I have no idea I'm, I'm hoping the landscape of education is completely different by that or, that point yes. but, like, but yeah i mean like now is the time like you're at your age now is the time to take those risks and you know figure it out and if you fall on your face get back up and try again and if you fall again or however many times you have to fall to be like, okay, maybe this is not the right path for me. Maybe let's try something different. But like now is the time. And I really love the fact that you're just owning that and just like, let's, let's, let's give yeah. this 110%. And you know what? I also think it's a common misconception that you can only fuck up when you're young. 
I think that life has, what's the word I'm looking for? I feel like there's too much pressure on everybody and anyone in this day and age at all, whether you are 14, whether you are 85. I feel like it's too much and that we're just people. We're just human beings. And of course, we're going to screw up. We're going to screw up a million times. I've already screwed up times and I'm only 19. I'm going to screw up a billion and a half more times before the day I die. And I'm okay with that. And I think I learned that through singing actually, because you go to a gig and you sing a song and every single time you sing that song, it's going to be different. It's not going to be the same. Every time it's going to come across differently because of what your voice does that day. It's never the same. And there are going to be some nights where you perfect a song better than you think you've ever sang it and you think you're never going to sing it that good again. And then there are nights where you fuck a song up so bad that you hope you never have to sing that song again. And that's okay. And I I actually love that about music because it's so fluid and it's so unique in that way. But I think people should be allowed to screw up till the day they die as long as they know how to pick themselves up after. Um, So many people screw up and think it's the end, especially if they are older and they think so much time has passed. They're like, well, what do I do now? I'm already at this age. There's no use. No, there's always a use. It's just life. It's just life. We're all going to die at some point, but we're all also going to live for a long time. So make the best of it and don't worry too much. (laughs) Worrying too much is what's going to kill you. It's so sad. I see so many of my friends from young to old. I have friends all over the map. I have friends that are 80. I have friends that are my age or younger and everybody worries. And I worry too. We all worry, but like I said, it's just life, no matter what field you're in and no matter what choices you make, there's a way to make it easier and to just smile about it. And there's always a way to fix the situation or just enjoy it. Too many people don't enjoy it. You're right. Yeah. I mean, it, life is, life is hard. I mean, it's harder now than you know, I, I said this before. Um, you know, my, my parents' harder. generation. What's it that? Does. I said, it just gets harder and harder. The more time drags on yeah. especially even as the years progress, like as we go into an age where there's more media and there's so much content and so much happening, it's overwhelming. It is. How can people not be stressed? You know, it's hard. Yeah. And, you know, you know, mental health is obviously a, a big thing these days. And I'm glad there's a lot of attention to that because, Me too. I mean, our parents, you know, when they were growing up, they were able, like, I mean, the phone was their biggest source of communication, really, right? Yeah. Um, they went to work, they came home, they, they weren't attached to their, their cell phones and social media and, you know, what's Susie doing and, you know, you know, she's doing x y and z with her kids or am i being a good mom am i being a good dad am am i doing enough with my children like we're constantly seeing these things through our screens and thinking like are we doing enough like exactly it's it's overwhelming it's it's a lot and for you to recognize that at such a, a young age i mean kudos to you I always say my phrase is I've been old since I was little (laughs) and I I don't know. Sometimes I just think I've lived a couple lifetimes because I, I am proud to say that I do have a good head on my shoulders and I'm pretty good at making good decisions. And even if those decisions aren't good, I do have enough self-awareness to know that at the end of the day, there is going to be a consequence and that's okay too. Sometimes you have to live through those consequences. Um, But I always said, I, 
I wish that, especially with my career and being so busy all the time and barely being able to reach out and talk to friends, I wish that I was alive in a time where I could see a friend out. And if I'm going to talk to a friend, I need to call him on the landline. Mm -hmm. And then if not, I'm just going to see him out because I've lost actually so many friends, especially from high school, just because I have the career of an adult. I work an adult schedule. And so many of my friends are now in college and they're on their phones all the time and texting all the time. And I am not. And when I am on my phone, I'm texting contacts that I need for business or I'm creating content that I need to for, um, advertising. So I don't really have time and it, it's painful to watch people walk away because you are busy and you don't have the time, but there are also the people that do understand my brain and say, Hey, I get it. You're busy. I'm going to see you when I see you. And let's like schedule a day, maybe in a few weeks and go out to dinner. And I love that because that's yeah. how I'm just with being so busy, but it is, it's a lot. It's a yeah. lot to find today. Well, they say like entrepreneurship is a, it's a lonely road. And I mean, you can view yourself as an entrepreneur. Like you are your own brand and your own thing. I mean, you're a musician obviously too, but um, yeah, I mean, if, if, you know, people aren't with you when on your journey, then then so be, so it. be it. So be it. Yeah, exactly. I, it was, I really am. Yeah. I, I hope that the people that I care about are going to stay with me, and the good ones are going to stay with me and understand. And the ones that aren't ready for that, that's okay. Then yeah. you're going to go on your own way, and I'm going to think nothing but kindness of you, and that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah well, the, the way you carry yourself, obviously, you know, um, is a, of a, a, an, an older uh experienced person which is great uh your voice um not old don't take it the wrong way it's not old but it's it's uh what's what's the word i want to use it's like it's weathered i don't know what you call it but it's it's beautiful right um, thank you so yeah yeah i mean like again like you look young and you are young but like all these other things are like just the way you carry yourself again um the mindset you have is just i think just beyond your years um, thank you I'm sure that's played into the year that you've had. I want to get back to the to that. Yeah, I kind of got off on tangent. That's my fault. But oh, I thought you've, had a, <laughs> you've had a huge year, um, and and I want you to talk about that because there's, there's some great moments there. Absolutely. I like I said, I am very blessed, and I, I just it's still all unbelievable, especially because I did start not so long ago, um, and I have so many people to thank for this year, like. I could not have done this without some of the wonderful, wonderful connections I made. So I guess I have to start with October of last year. Um, my friend now, one of my closest friends, um, Ben Roper, saw me in a musical. He is a bass player in the area. He's actually up for a nomination as well. He's incredible. He saw me in a show and... Um, his band that he played with, Boots and Bangs, had an opening for a, another female singer and a acoustic guitarist. And um, I'm not a great guitarist. I just am simply acoustic. So the fact that I was nominated for Best Guitarist is not only hysterical, but bullshit. <laughs> so hey, sorry. Whatever. I just, that is ridiculous. And if anybody voted me Best Guitarist, I'm going to be really upset because it's a lie. And that's not true. <laughs> Hey, I'm up for podcaster and podcast of the year. And that's like, no, but that's you know. great. And that's what you do. I I'm just, I'm a singer and I'm yeah. not a player. 
Um, I can but, barely talk in public, rather you know, <laughs> let alone you know as a, as an interviewer. So I mean, like, I love it. I, I've won a few awards. They're back here uh, in the past, but uh, yeah. Uh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no problem. And he reached out and he said, "Do you want to maybe come audition?" And I was like, "Sure." And I, you know what? I had never been in a band before. I had only done acoustic solo stuff. And I was like, you know what? You only live once. Who knows what this will bring? And I kind of was trying to go on the track of just like myself. And I thought maybe being in a band would steer me wrong. But I went in and that audition, it wasn't even an audition. We all sat down and whipped out our instruments. And they were like, they sent me a small list of songs to learn. I luckily knew a lot of them already because it's a country band. And I listened to a lot of country growing up. So I was pretty much ready and I immediately got along with everybody. I'm lucky enough where I can almost get along with most people as long as you're nice. <laughs> and we we got along immediately and our band chemistry was really, really wonderful. And I left that day and I wasn't sure what I'd hear back because there were so many of them in the band and I didn't know if I stood up, especially because I was young, the youngest person to be considered for the band. And they texted me that I was in if I wanted it. And I was still kind of going back and forth on it. But I was like, yeah, I mean, I'd love to see where it goes. And immediately we all became friends. I have made some of my closest friends from being in this band. And I am so grateful. Like the one person I always go back to is Ben. He is one of my closest friends. And I not only him, but I have become very close with his wife, Liza. She is also one of my closest friends. And we do a lot together. And just having so much support from that band is is wonderful for most of the members. And it's just, it's a wonderful feeling because there is a lot of jealousy um, from the community, which is hard to deal with sometimes. Um, especially because sometimes you can do everything right and it doesn't matter because in somebody's eyes, they're still going to be jealous, which is really sad. So most of my band is so wonderful and so supportive. So I ended up doing that. And then on my own time, I ended up meeting um, Chris Rive, who is a big name in the area. And yeah. he performed once and offered um, the Guitars and Stars gig that we performed together. So for him to come out and see me play once and offer me that gig is mind blowing to me because he barely knew me, but he just liked my voice. He knew, yeah, he knew. I mean, like a lot of people, I'm sure, do. Like, they just know. Thank you. And you know what? And I don't see it that way. I mean, it's just my voice. I've been singing forever. So I just hear what I hear every day. So when people go out of their way like that, it's shocking every time. Every time I am so grateful and so blown away. And we became good friends through practicing and getting ready for that. So then we opened up for some big names like Jelly Roll, um, Brett Young, uh, Craig Morgan, uh, Jackson Dean, and Shane Prophet. And I got to meet all of them. They were all so wonderful. I sat down and ate a cookie with Jelly Roll, and he was so nice. And a lot of them actually came up to me after I performed and thanked me and told me how wonderful of a job I had done. And that was enough to make a lifetime, you know? Well, so. yeah. So I saw that. And so I, uh, my full-time job is at Axel Rad Screen Printing. Okay. Um, we print a lot of t-shirts for bands, yeah. businesses, whatever. What? T-shirts from you. <laughs> if you need, yeah. If you need anything, hit me up. We'll, we'll talk. I'll give you a good deal. Um, no joke. 
But so okay. I, I did some, I did work with uh, Odyssey KRZ um, okay. who did, who puts on the guitars and stars. Right. So they're in my office and uh, one of the, the, the reps there uh, said, Oh, we have jelly roll coming this year. And I'm like, who's that? Who's that? I don't care. Right. <laughs> so the sure as shit, maybe a week later, he's on Joe Rogan. Yes. I mean, Joe Rogan is one of the reasons why, I mean, not only did I want to continue to be involved in the local scene here and beyond, yeah. but like Joe Rogan is a huge inspiration of mine. Um, so then I saw that. I'm like, oh, I'm, I, I got to check out Jelly Roll now. And I, I listened to his music and I'm like, this is pretty decent. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Then I saw you on on the social media when I was looking at I'm like, she's like one degree away from Joe Rogan. Like this is. <laughs> yeah, I'm one degree. One. Yeah. yeah. And it's wild. And he was so nice. They were all very nice and very supportive. Like actually yeah. Jack who I be I fell in love with his music after hearing him there and then going on my way after and just like listening on Spotify. He was the first one. He actually snuck up to the rafters to watch my performance alone by himself. And he watched the entire performance. And he came up to me after and he was just like, you are incredible. You have a very, very, very beautiful voice. And I think that you're going to go somewhere. And just hearing that from somebody who is recognized by social media and is getting their name out there already and doing what I want to do. Like that means a lot. So, and after, so I can't even skip over that so quickly, even though I am going to right now, (laughs) but so so touching to be honored and picked to do that, you know, like life changing. Absolutely. And after that, I was like, well, I'm not really sure what's going to come after that. I don't think you ever know, because like I said, this industry is so fluid. It, it's so ever changing. And you could play a gig, one of the biggest gigs of your life and not do anything for the next two years and then play here another. today, gone tomorrow. Yeah, exactly. You never know. So I was like, OK, that has to be the one big thing I do. Oh. And then I a bunch of shows and like I'm very involved in um, community theater, not so much anymore being so busy with what I do. Um, and I was in a production of Grace at the Little Theater of Wilkes-Barre and I was playing Sandy. And one of the people, I don't know if she's on the board, but I know she works very closely with Little Theater. I know she does advertisement for them. She is also one of the main booking agents. I think she is the head like coordinator and planner at Mohegan Sun, Pennsylvania. Okay. She saw one of the nights of the show, came up to me after, and she was like, and she, I think she knew prior and like saw me in this, but she knew that I was a performer as well. She was like, hold the state. And I was like, okay, for what? She's like, I can't tell you yet, but hold the state. It's going to be very important. And if we can do something with this date, you you just want to hold it, and that's all she could tell me. So I we my band actually had a a gig booked, and I was like, guys, I have no clue what this is, but like stay on the like just stay with me because if I can, obviously I'll be at the gig. But if it is for something that sounds big, then I might have to miss out. And you know what? There are three lead female singers along with um, a couple other male singers in the group, so they weren't going to miss me for one night. But um, she ended up saying put together a portfolio, um, just send me a picture. And then some of your favorite videos of you singing some heavier, beltier stuff, write a bio and please send it my way. We have, um, somebody coming to the casino that we'd love for you to open for. And in my mind, like uh, who, how big of an artist is going to come to 
Mohegan Sun. You know, I was like, okay, who is it? And she was like, it's more of a rock artist. So I was like, okay. And I put my stuff together and you know what? I, it was bullshit. Like what I put together was absolute bullshit Uh, because you never know. I was like, okay, so I'm just going to send in these videos and not that they were bad. Just if it, if I had known who it was, I think I would have sat there for days deciding what I had put together. So I said after the fact, maybe it was better. I didn't know who it was because I was picked anyway, but just a more genuine version of me, which I always like to stick to, especially doing what I do. I just like to market the most genuine version of myself to people. And, um, I sent her my stuff and she goes, Oh, and also, um, so I sent it over. Great. Um, we'll let you know if we hear anything, by the way, it's Pat Benatar and her husband, Neil Geraldo. And I was like, (laughs) I was like, Oh, okay. Yeah. Don't mind. Yeah. You can just pass by that. Don't worry. (laughs) So I was horrified hearing that and thinking overthinking everything I had sent and she had to send it right to their team. So it's not even like she just got to pick. She had to send it to their team for them to view for me to be verified. So Pat and Neil had to sit down with their team and watch the videos of me. And I think that there were other people that were submitted as well. So I was like, there's no way I'm going to get this. Like, there's no way. And I had not heard for, I don't, I'm not sure on the timeline. I believe it was around two weeks. If it wasn't, it felt like two weeks, if not much longer, like just waiting and hearing nothing. And I hadn't heard for so long. And I was just like, I didn't get it. Like, whatever. I just have to be okay and accept the losses that are going to come with this industry as well. And I'm pretty well seasoned to that. And that night, because I am a little manifesty, a little witchy, I lit a candle. (laughs) I do my intentions and I just, I visualize what I want coming to me. Cause that's all you really can do. Like, especially in a situation like that, where you can't do anything more, it's already up to fate. Yep. And, um, the next morning she messaged me and she was like, uh, Gracie, if you have a chance, if you can give me a call today. And I was like, that doesn't sound like good news. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I was like, that's it. Nothing. I'm, I didn't get it. So I called her with like, my stomach was dropping. She's like, hi, Gracie. How are you? I was like, oh my God, I didn't get it. I was like, I'm wonderful. How are you? She was like, I just wanted to, um, I just wanted to call you because I think it sounds better to say over the phone that you're going to be opening for Pat Benatar and Neil Geraldo. And that, those are the exact words she used. And I will remember that quote until the day I die. And of course I immediately squealed and I just thanked her a million times over and over again. I hung up the phone and I just sat there in, I don't know, pure joy pure overwhelmed excitement with just tears, tears running down. Yeah. I, even, yeah. I wasn't even crying actually at that point. Like there were just tears running down my face. Like I can't even describe it as crying. They were just like, like they had to come out of me. I was just sitting there like, and then I started sobbing and I texted my mother and she was like, and she didn't believe me, of course. So that told everything that I'm close with. And we celebrated that for, months until the day it actually came and there was so much that went into it of picking the songs which is so stressful picking the outfit um, making sure you look good we got shirts made from axelrad okay (laughs) cool i know right and um the day came i 
I still hadn't hit me until I walked in for mic check and they were doing the mic check outside. And I was walking up to get my stuff set up, like set up. And I heard her voice. And that is the first time that it had officially hit me since I got the call. And I was like, Oh my God, I am here. And I am going to open for Pat Benatar and Neil Geraldo and 3,500 people. Like how much better does it get for a 19 year old who has been playing locally for a year and a half, two years at the most. So whatever, I went up and then she brought me, I was in some crazy horrifying clothes that I wasn't ready to change into my outfit yet because it was uh, 98 degrees outside. (laughs) She took me up and I, um, I got on the stage, I did my mic check and their tour manager and their management was so wonderful to me, so nice. And I actually gave them two of my shirts and a handwritten card, just thanking them. I gave that to their girl to take back to their trailer, just thanking them for giving me the opportunity and how I've been, I've literally been listening to their music since I was a child. And um, that if maybe they could peek their head out for a couple of my songs, it would mean the world to me. So whatever I change, I go up and I've never been in front of a more receptive crowd in my life. The energy was wild. And I can't even describe to you how silent it was when I was performing. And that blows my mind. In bars, sometimes it's incredibly loud and you have to turn your stuff up because people don't care. And I was just there and everybody was listening and Feared. And there were some songs where people were recording from the audience and I play them back and you almost can't hear me because so many people were singing along, which also means the world to me. And yeah, like, and I performed two of my originals as well. And I came off stage and just, I was crying the second I walked off stage and uh, Jen was back there, who was the, um, the woman that I worked with this whole entire process. And she was crying. I was like, why are you crying? I'm the one that needs to be crying. And she was like, well, one, because I'm so proud of you. But two, because Pat and Neil watched a very large set, like like part of your set and were so impressed. And like hearing that, like rock legends, to be impressed by yeah. you, that, that is- At 19. That, exactly. It's life-changing. And they actually gave me two shirts as well. So I have two shirts in my closet that Pat and her husband, Neil, have hand-delivered to me. And I didn't think I was going to talk to them. I was just kind of sitting back watching. I wanted to watch them go on stage. And then I was going to go back out and watch the show. And she came out to put her earpiece in. And she saw me and came right up to me and gave me the biggest hug. And just told me how impressed and how proud she was to watch somebody my age doing what I'm doing and so well and hearing that like, Oh my God, I still want to cry right now. And then her husband came up to me and he was the bigger songwriter for the two of them. And he not only um, addressed my voice and my presence and my age, but my writing skill and hearing that from such a prolific songwriter is mind blowing. The fact that he enjoyed a song that I wrote just was wild and the, he gave me a hug as well. And I was like, wow, this day can't get better. And then he plays his opening guitar riff. They're about to walk on stage and Pat looks at me and she goes, come on, I want you to come on stage with me. I want you to watch the show from on stage because you're a part of this. Wow. 
And I just, I stood there. I was like, you're froze, yeah. And she took my hand and she put me on the stairs right behind her. So she walked out, her husband walked out, their tour manager, and then me. And I sat in a rolling chair on the side of their stage while they performed their entire show. And halfway through the show, she stopped and gave a huge credit to me and said in front of the entire audience. And one of my favorite parts was my name was taped to the ground and she didn't even have to look at it because we had already talked beforehand. So the fact she knew my name just means the world. And she, whatever said what she had to say and just said how impressed she was and how she loved that I was doing what I was doing and going after my dream and then looked at me on the side of the stage and said, bravo, my dear. And it was the most magical night of my entire life. And I am so grateful that so many of my people that I care about were there, the people that weren't, then that's okay too. But there were so many people, like I had hundreds of my closest supporters there. And that also meant the world. So it was the biggest day that I have ever been a part of ever. It was wild. And after that, I just got so many contacts, so much publicity. And like I said, it's ever flowing. Even things come to me every single day. I meet Mm -hmm. someone new every day and I meet a new contact every day, which is getting me somewhere else or some place closer. And it's so wonderful. And the year's not even over. I have more time. And um, like we were talking a little bit before we started recording, um, hopefully by the end of the year or the beginning of next year, I'm recording an EP with some of my favorite band members. And um, we're going to put that out just because so many people have requested some of my originals. And the fact that they want that to stream means a lot. So hopefully that will be a really wonderful ending to 2023 you know yeah so i mean that experience that has you have to leave that on top of the world and and probably feeling like nothing can stop you i actually left with a headache (laughs) because i had been there all day and you know what i was in my car driving home and i was like i had been there for probably 12 hours it was sweltering hot And I was like, I have the worst headache in the world and I don't give a fuck because I just had the best day of my whole damn life. And I am just going to live in this feeling for as long as my body will let me. And I hope I get to feel that feeling forever. There are going to be more. I, I, I mean, I can't promise you that obviously, but like I just... Knowing you uh, through our, you know, fifty-minute conversation so far tonight, um, hearing your music, um, there's no doubt in my mind you are going to feel those experiences and probably even bigger than that. Believe it or not, fingers. Um, and you know what? All we, all I can do is work towards it and and do my best. And if people continue to notice me the way that they are, then. In my mind, I have a good shot and I'm because people have been so receptive and kind and helpful. And if people continue the pattern that they have been on, because not everybody's that way. I've met a lot of mean people. I've met a lot of crazy people. I've met a lot of <laughs> very jealous, evil people. And be a lot more of those too. all of those. You're going to be a lot more. All I do is wish them the best. Yeah. All I do is wish them the best because I, I, I'm sorry that they can't be happy yeah oh bless you bless your heart yeah 
It literally, <laughs> and you know, and you know, I don't even say it ironically. I, I say I it like, what? I really wish you the best in life because all I am doing is my best and I'm going out of my way to do what makes me happy. And I hope that you can do the same. Yeah. I go on. And if people continue being mainly as kind as they have been, then I'm set for a really wonderful path. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you, you mentioned original music and I want to talk about your, your, I think most recent single, uh, the title that is like before available on, all the streaming services. I, uh, I have a, a tendency and a habit of hearing music and saying, Oh, that sounds like blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I have, that's just what I do. Um, of course. I, and I, and I, when I heard the song, it, it sounds like something and I'm like, Oh, that sounds like, and I, I couldn't put my finger on it, but I stopped myself. I'm like, don't don't try and do this. Don't don't try and compare it to another artist. Like let it just be what it is, right? Yeah. So the single is like I said called Like Before. It's yes. a beautiful song. It's it's uh, the harmonies in it are amazing. Your Thank voice you. in it is amazing. Thank um, you. I don't think a lot of artists want to talk about the meaning behind certain songs. They want to kind of leave it open to interpretation, but I feel like this song might have like a direct meaning. If I'm if I'm wrong on that, then just say so and say you want to move on past that. But like, if there's a meaning behind it that you want to talk about, please please let it me let me know. I will say, with as much media that there is today, there are a lot of things in my life that I do my best to keep private. As you know, such stuff that comes at us. Um, the song is specifically written about. Um, a real experience in my life. However, I am not going to talk about it just because a big thing with my songwriting is I want people to be able to interpret it in a way that means something to them. I don't want to taint your view because of what I wrote it or how I viewed that song. That's so, fair. and I, I do that with all my songs actually. So I've probably in my lifetime written at least 150 songs and I have I think as of yesterday, 39 complete songs that I play out at gigs. And and most I do have four songs on all streaming services, and most of them are bad because I did two of them when I was 16, one of them when I was 17, and in my bedroom by myself with no equipment. <laughs> and then like before, it was still done on the same stuff. My voice is a little bit more mature. but um, Mature, still, that's the word. Not weathered, not old, mature. That's that's the word. I'm sorry. I also want to let you know, this is awful buzzkill. And this um, should not be a view of how I am in real life, even though it kind of is. My device is at 10%, just warning you. <laughs> that's okay. Because I'm one of those. Because I'm one of those. That's all right. Um, and it's okay. I mean, I'll go as long as I can. We'll, um, wrap, we'll wrap up shortly. <laughs> I think I still have time. So, um, but so, and then like before was my most recent, I think 2021, it came out um, or 2022. I, I don't even, I think it's 2021. I don't know, actually. Uh, well, I mean, if you talk, I'll look it up if Spotify is accurate. Okay. At least Spotify is accurate. I think it's 2022 actually, but um, yeah. So it that says 2023. What? Oh, maybe it was. It says. Actually, it is. I'm a complete liar. I just have <laughs> concept of time when I'm so busy. You're too busy meeting <laughs> Jelly Roll and Pat Benatar and all these. Videos. I am. I, I can't 
three with stuff like that. So yeah, I was 23 actually. But with bad equipment, just me, my harmonies, and my guitar. So I did my best. So to be able to get to a real studio, I'm actually viewing it tomorrow. I am so excited to have cool. something that I'm really going to be proud of. Hold on. Like before, is it is bad? Well, no, it's not bad. It's just badly produced. because but that's, that's what you think. It's, you think it's yeah. badly produced? Okay. I do. I mean, I... for badly produced, the song sounds pretty awesome so i'm excited for you know you're talking about a studio and you're going to view that tomorrow i'm excited for that for you too like that's amazing and to have actual backup musicians so i'm bringing my bass player um and my drummer so that's uh ben roper and chuck grabowski um they're going to play as well and i'm thinking i'm probably i have a few more musicians in mind that i think are also going to join that i cannot wait but um so for it not to just be me i'm so excited and yeah. And I don't think it's, it's not that I'm not proud. I am so proud of all the music I have out because it takes a long time to put it together and write and to like compose. Mm-hmm. So I am very proud, but you know what? I actually, I already have the dream and I already have the vision. I have the intention years from now, re-recording the songs I already have out in a good studio with good equipment that doesn't, um, involve garage band and a set of headphones right so, so i can't wait for that but i can't wait for people to hear these new songs because you know as you age you gain more wisdom and i just i can't wait for people to hear some of the newest ones actually i mean if this is the way you put out so far under the under the circumstances i i myself can't wait to hear um <laughs> and again again i i just kind of in disbelief that I haven't heard your name before, uh, you know, recently within the past um, few weeks. I mean, like right now, September 11th, I don't want to blow up your spot here, but right as of right now, September 11th, you have 36 monthly listeners. Yeah, and that's barely anything, but those 36 people, I am so grateful, <laughs> I must I, say. I, but I'm saying like, I see, I foresee in, in six months that that number. I don't even know what number it could be. I, I just. I'm hoping. That's, that's why I'm calling. That's why I'm calling it out. I mean, okay. for my for my five <laughs> listeners that listen to this show, you know, I'm not blowing you up too big here. How about I'll get six months and I'll tell you what that number is. Well, that's why I'm saying it. I want I want I want I want an audio documentation. Yeah, of course. Because yeah. I because I I, I, I I just saw this now just literally five seconds ago before I mentioned it. That seems low. So I'm excited to see what it could be in the next six months to a year. You know, you never know where you're going to end up. You never know what's going to happen. So I, can't I, also don't, I don't get caught up in the numbers when they're low either. So I don't want to, I don't want this number to discourage you. I'm sure it's oh. not going to, oh. uh, but it just, it's, uh, it, it'll change. It's going to, it'll be like Oliver Anthony. Yeah. I, How I about could that? Only, I could only, Hope and pray. You went from three thousand. I think it was like three thousand, maybe even less than that. Maybe maybe in the hundreds to yeah. millions in a week. Wild millions! Like uh, imagine, like literally waking up the next day and your life has changed. It's crazy. Life's life's completely changed, and I and I. Yeah. Again, your demeanor, um, the way you talk, the way you. You know the the vision you have for your future. I, I I mean, I can't imagine 
you not doing great things. Thank you so much. That means a lot because that's what I want to do. You know, yeah. it's amazing. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I know you're running on Ani here, so I, I will. <laughs> before before I let you go, I do want to ask you one question. Of course. Uh, what is your favorite album? Hotel California, The Eagles. Man, you're an old soul. Yes, I'm going to see them October 15th. Can't wait. My favorite band That's in the sweet. whole world. You're an old yep. soul. I am. It's amazing. I know you mentioned, um, you know, recording new music. Um, it is uh, September. We've got four months left of the year. Yeah. Uh, anything big coming up th th this year uh, outside of, I'm hoping you walk away with, you know, what, how many awards are you up for? At least six, seven, eight. Did we say, I, hope, I think it's. I hope you come, come back. I mean, hundred percent is like unrealistic, right? Like. No, there's no way I'm going to win all of them. If I like it, that would be incredible. That would be insane. If I, even if I don't win, I actually don't even care because I am, it, it I am so grateful to have been nominated. That is, I, I am so grateful that people have recognized me enough to nominate me. That's all that matters. Sometimes that that's the award right there that people nominated you. They recognize yes. your name. If you like, okay. Out of the eight or whatever it is, if you, if you said, you know what? If I won this one, that would mean the world to me. Which one would that be? It's hard because I'm so grateful to have been nominated for all of them. Um, I think best female vocalist is a big one up there for me. That's such a high okay. honor to be called a best female vocalist. Of course, that... Um, like before, if that, I mean, like I said, I don't think that's produced well, but if by some incredible long shot, that one song of the year, that will make me sob. And like, like I said, all of them, best live performer or best like act of the year, like they're all incredible. Like if I win one, I will be more than grateful. I will be more than grateful. And I'm up against so many incredible people as well. So I'm going to be so happy whoever wins. <laughs> Yeah. So really, I actually, I can't wait. I well, can't this, wait. This area, I mean, I say it, I feel like every episode that I do, this area uh, is, is, is constantly putting out great music, great artists. Yeah. Uh, when I had a radio show and, and I was featuring, you know, 10 to 12 artists every Saturday yeah. night. I mean, that was so special to me because sure. I was just like, it's it's crazy this this much talent lives in this area. And I yeah. said- I would put this area up against any other city in the country. So much talent. There's so much talent. Yeah. And it's just like, you know, being able to be part of it in the small capacity that I've been able to force my way into. I, I mean, I, I can't be more thankful. So again, thank you for uh, you know, taking the time tonight to. Thank you for having me. Yeah. I, I mean. But what else do you have going on this year? Real quick. And I'll let you go. So, I mean, I am booked every weekend until December. So, I mean, if you follow my Facebook page or really any of my social media, you just look up Gracie, James, and Claire, it comes right up. I always post my schedule on there. Um, so mainly, like, just some wonderful gigs on the weekends. And then, like I said, hopefully recording my EP. I think that's really what I'm going to get into. And I'm always songwriting, so I'm really going to focus on that because I want that to turn out as wonderful as I can make it. So I think that's going to be my big task for the end sure. of this year. 
That's awesome. And guess what? If if the music thing doesn't work out, get into to radio or TV. Because your Duh. voice, your voice is, I mean, it's just perfect for both. Thank um, you. You don't have a face for radio. So I would I would push you more towards <laughs> TV. But if TV didn't work out, I mean, radio would, would be a good spot too. Thank you very much. But now, thank you very much. Um, like I said, uh, hopefully after this airs, you'll you'll have at least at least one Steamtown award in your pocket. I, I, I would imagine there's going to be a, a, a couple to a few. Um, <laughs> hopefully I'll see you. I, I should be there on Thursday. Maybe I'll see you in person for real. Yeah, that would be that would be very nice. Um, but uh, again, thanks for taking the time. I really appreciate it. Um, you know, best of luck with everything you do. I mean, I, you. I, you, have a, you have a bright future ahead of you. And you. again, everything, you know, your demeanor, your your voice, everything, your, your vision, your, your attitude, you have everything it takes to get to that next level. And um, you should be proud of that. Your parents should be proud of that. And I'm excited to see, I mean, like, the, like again, uh, this number on, on, on your social media followings and your, your the Spotify's and shit like that. I, I can't wait to see those, you know, jump substantially. I can only hope really, really all I could do is continue to work the way I am and hope. It's all it takes. Just got to keep pushing along. I agree. Gracie Jane Sinclair, your real name. That's my real name. Thank you very much for joining me tonight. Thank you so much, Popco. It was so wonderful meeting you and to be here. We'll see you Thursday. See you Thursday. How about that? Take care. Bye. Thank Thank you. you.